Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Remember, of course, you can catch me on Drive this afternoon alongside former England <coughs> bench warmer Darren Ben. Now, we start with last night's football where a number of British clubs took to the field in both the Europa League and Europa Conference League. This is how it sounded on TalkSport. RZ nil, Aston Villa 4, 63 minutes gone. The goal went in. On 56 minutes, Leon Bailey got away on the right-hand side, put the ball into the near post, and McGinn just got in front of his defender and squeezed it in past Matt Ryan at the near post. That miss of the season earlier, well, I raise you what Darwin Nunez has just done. He did all the hard work. He raced on to a pass by Jota, brilliantly took it around the defender with some quick feet, then went round the goalkeeper, and then as he slightly lost his balance, he missed the open goal by firing against the post. But fortunately for Liverpool, Ryan Gravenberch was there to poke home the rebound. In this moment, I don't think, I, I, I couldn't care less that he hits the post in that moment because everything before was super convincing, was absolutely clear, was that how he took the, the defender away, how he passed the goalie, it was a perfect situation. He played really good. They're five points clear, they pretty much only need one more win and they're going to go through to the knockout stages. Liverpool five to lose one. Back to Rodinai, crosses low, left footed, oh! and it's an own goal! from Angelo O'Connor and West Ham's night goes from bad to worse in Athens. Disappointed with the team in the first half, not just the players who we, we brought in. We've we've done this for two years, as most of you have known, and we've had success from it. But tonight we just didn't uh, we just didn't really knit together and get it. It finishes here, Olympiacos two, West Ham United one. Sparta Prague nil, Rangers nil, and Rangers win a point. But all the flaws that earned Michael Beale the sack were on display in the Czech Republic. It finished, Sparta Prague nil, Rangers nil. Right, two Ajax nil, this is a lovely goal. It's set up really by uh, Adingra, who's running into the middle of the park, and then just chipping the little ball forward for Ansu Fati, right-hand side of the penalty area. And he, of course, on loan from Barcelona, played it across goal and into the back of it. I have to say, this is one of the, if not the poorest Ajax size that I have ever seen. The, the focus, Today has been the first winning European competition for Brighton, for our fans, for our club, for our owner, for ourselves. Today we wanted 150% the, the victory. 
On now to the breakfast show where Alan Brazil and Gabby Abonahal were joined by Premier League icon Emmanuel Adebayor, who talked about that famous knee slide celebration against Arsenal in 2009. We've all got great memories in football, but one that springs to mind when I knew you were coming on was this goal you scored back in 2009. Good advantage played again by Mark Clattenburg. Sean Wright Phillips, Adebayor! Well, that is the moment that he has dreamt about. And so too of Manchester City. And Emmanuel Adebayor goal against Arsenal. And he sets off to celebrate like never before. Now, Emmanuel, I, I can hit. see you laughing. I can see you <laughs> laughing. What was going through your mind when you ran back up to the Arsenal fans? You know, the way, because uh, let, me get it, let me get it right and straight. Arsenal was my favourite team when I was young. Obviously, my idol was Kanunwanko, who, who was who was yes. playing, who, who used to play for Arsenal, and that's the reason why up to today my favorite number in football is twenty-five, and national team are wear number four because of Nwanko Kanu. So when I get to Arsenal, everything was great. I was having a great season, and I get injured, and um, the manager told me I have to leave. And when I left, they twisted the story in front of uh, in front of the world, saying that I left the club for money. But that's not the truth because then I could have gone to Barcelona, I could have gone to AC Milan, I could have gone to uh, Inter de Milan. I refused all the offer to stay in Arsenal. Then the year later, I got injured in the in the game against um, against Spurs. I pulled my hamstring, and uh, I had a, a difficult season. I scored maybe only eighteen goals in the season in total. So when I came back from uh, from holiday, I was in uh, the boss Arsene Wenger's office where he told me I have to leave the club. Even if I stay, I cannot even fight for my place because I will never play again. Wow. For me, that wow. moment, that was a difficult one. That's why it took me so long. Even if you look, I left at the last minute. They actually mm-hmm. blocked the for me to even walk into the training ground. Yeah. To that extent. So when I left, and obviously I didn't want to go, I didn't want to give my, my side of the story. But when I saw the interview that some of the players of Arsenal were giving, yeah. and I saw the boss himself, uh, Arsene Wenger, his interview, and when you have a lot of people abusing me as a as um, mm-hmm. as a bad footballer, it's okay. But abusing my parents, no. calling my mother a war, and uh, t- t- telling me that my father watched an elephant, that moment I have to give something back. And mm-hmm. when I saw that. That was all the thing that was on my mind. Give them or pay back time, as we said. So, you know, today, if you ask me if I regret, I don't regret. But if you ask me, will I do it again? I will say no. On to White and Jordan now, who, alongside Chief Football Correspondent Alex Crook, reacted to the breaking news of Sandro Tonali's 10-month ban from football. We're just going to pull away from boxing for a second. We're going to get some breaking news in the world of football. I think it involves the man Tonali of Newcastle. Uh, my colleague here at TalkSport joins us on the line. Alex Crook. Alex, good afternoon. What have you got for us? Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Uh, big breaking news, as you say, surrounding Newcastle and Sandro Tonali. Not a massive shock because we were expecting uh, this to be the punishment, but Sandro Tonali 
confirmation from the Italian Football Federation that he's been banned for 10 months for his part in that betting scandal over in Italy. Uh, plus, he will undergo eight months of rehabilitation activities. Of course, we know, uh, we've heard from Sandro Tonali's agent, that he is a gambling addict, but he's been banned for 10 months. He won't play for Newcastle again until next August. A big blow for them in terms of the Champions League and getting back into the top four. And also, if Italy were to qualify for the European Championships, he won't be eligible for that tournament either. So 10-month ban for Tonali confirmed uh, by the Italian Football Federation, by the president of the Italian Football Federation. I have reached out for a comment from Newcastle. Nothing from them as yet, but I think they too will have been expecting this news. Alex, thank you very much indeed. Alex Crook bringing us the news there. Of course, we were prepared for it. We have been for some days. Simon, again, more information on this. It's understood Tonali will be allowed to train with Newcastle, though, from this point onwards. Uh, that's different from Ivan Tony. Tonali yeah, can train with yeah. Newcastle, despite this 10-month ban. What does that tell us? Um, I don't know what it tells us. I don't know why. Maybe because the offence is something different to what Ivan Tony had done, the, the level of it, the fact that Ivan Tony may well have committed a, a, a greater number of transgressions or maybe the fact that he misrepresented information to the tribunal in the first instance or maybe the fact that the offence happened in Italy. Yeah. But it is a different dynamic, so it will bring out the question and answer or argument as to why they would be treated differently. Well, PJ's an Arsenal fan. He's one of many asking this lunchtime. Look, guys, am I right? Tonali did this while he was at Milan. Should the... the surely should be reprimanded about this because clearly my interpretation is they've caught wind of this, sold them to Newcastle and all of a sudden it was somebody else's problem. Well, that again comes down to the to the obligation. Listen, is it... If, if Newcastle didn't ask the question, it's not necessarily Milan's responsibility to advance an answer to a question that wasn't asked. Yeah. If, if Newcastle said to, to Milan, does your player have any issues that we should be aware of, like gambling and they said no and represented it something that's, that's very different, then there might be a discuss discussion there. I suspect that's probably not the case. When, when the, I mean, Newcastle were in the market of buying them for about 53, 54 million quid. Yeah. Would, would, would you own up to it as a seller? They're saying, oh, no. Depends no, as far as we gather, no, well, he's got nothing well, he should again, worry about. Well, Milan would have been in the same situation. And what we're suggesting is, is that Milan got out from underneath mm. knowing what was coming down the pike. Right. Now, we've seen some of the state of Italian football, so it's not beyond the wit of man to make those conclusions. It doesn't mean that they're right. It does mean that football's got to look at things slightly differently. It perhaps has to write contractual obligations upon players that have waivers towards circumstances like this or to make sure that they put a condition inside their contract that prevents them or to insure against it. The bottom line is, is I suspect Newcastle, albeit it's not going to concern them that much because they've got to look at who's backing them and look at who owns them. Yeah. You know, so with, with due respect, they'll find their way through this particular problem. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is that... There may well be an argument. I doubt. I doubt that Newcastle. If we if we think there's going to be some legal ramifications, Newcastle starts sell, uh, suing Milan. I, yeah. I don't think that will happen. Now, Premier League leaders Spurs travel to Palace in tonight's live commentary on Talksport. Their gaffer, Ange Postecoglou, has been speaking to the media ahead of the game. I don't go into a job not believing. I can't. I can't make an impact. That's my role. And um, but, you know, like I've said a few times. It, the measure of that is not really that um, you know having some predetermined time frame to you know when that happens and how it happens. It's about just trying to focus on on putting the the things in place that I think are important for what we're trying to build. And you know, along the way, those um, you know they're 
the, the progress comes at various times and at, at different sort of trajectories. Um, we're in a good space at the moment, but again, you know, we we still got uh, you know plenty of work to do to make sure that we, you know, what we do now is sustainable because that's the main thing. It's not about just you know, making a, a short-term impact. It's about building something that hopefully brings sustained, you know, um, opportunities of success for the club. And Son's in an onside position, and Madison's joining now and slips it past the goalkeeper, and he has his first goal in front of the Tottenham Hotspur fans of this stadium. Tottenham Hotspur and their manager about to make history. It's going to be the best managerial start ever in the Premier League. Played 9-1-7, drawn two. It's a real good reason that no manager would talk about winning a title in October and, and, and November, and, and that's because we all know there's a long way to go. And uh, you know, but oh, you know, we don't sort of don't talk in those terms of the players. Uh, you know, my kind of main information sort of flow is about you know how can we keep improving, how can we kind of tackle the challenge of being in the most competitive league, you know, in the world. Um, on a weekly basis, because that's the real challenge for us, particularly in, in sort of our stage of development, is to, to understand that, you know, irrespective of kind of what's happening outside or the noise from outside, every game is, is a real hard one for us, you know, at the moment in where we are as a team. And we need to be fully focused on that. And, um, you know, from my perspective, the lads have been really good at just, you know, keeping their eyes firmly on you know, what's next and what's next for us is a tough game tomorrow night. England's Cricket World Cup is all but over after a shambolic eight-wicket defeat to Sri Lanka yesterday. Angry Jacobs, as I like to call him, has given a seven-point plan to fix England's ODI team. England did lose by eight wickets and are effectively out of the uh, Cricket World Cup. I see Sky were just advertising 8am on Sunday morning, England versus India, yeah, good you luck said, with that. You want to watch that? He says after players don't want to play in it. Let no, alone, <laughs> that's think, true. If you were elbow injuries, wouldn't they? Or a little ankle or hamstring. Well, Andy, a good afternoon. What's worse, actually, England cricket team or the Premier League's tone-deaf decision to make Wolves and Chelsea play on Christmas Eve? Yeah. Not much in it, is there, really? No, there isn't. Uh, yeah, things that should happen after the worst performance by any England team in the history of organised sport. <laughs> Number one, come home immediately. They can't Number do two, that. That's the part of the game. If you want to punish them, make them stay for two weeks and have, you no, know. No, 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 they've got to come home immediately. Okay. Number two, fire the coach tonight. Right. Number three, strip Butler of the captaincy and make him pay back the money from his contract. Uh, number four, withdraw from all future World Cups and play minor tournaments with Denmark and Borneo. <laughs> Number five, enter the European T10 League. Number six, write a personal apology to every cricket fan in England. Number seven, arrange a 16 sets of stocks and a large supply of rotten fruit at Heathrow when the team return. That's stocks. my seven-point plan. Stocks. So you're not going to be there with a banner in hand like, welcome home. <laughs> yeah. All the ticker tape, no? Yeah, like the Beatles or something. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Back now to White Jordan, where the boys chatted to Frank Warren and Spencer Oliver about the recent revelation that Simon Jordan is banned from all of Tyson Fury's fights. Until, of course, he has to meet him in the ring. 
Spencer Oliver is with us. Spencer, we're looking at this situation and this event that is taking place in Saudi Arabia this weekend. Tyson Fury going in against Francis Ngannou. Who is he? Of course, uh, he is uh, a former UFC heavyweight superstar and the fight will be under professional boxing rules. The bottom line is this. Spencer, you ordinarily would be out there and you'd be coming to us live from Riyadh because you go to where the fights are, but not on this occasion. So our talk sport banned. This wasn't Tyson Fury. It wasn't Tommy Fury. This was Shane Fury telling us whether or not we're banned from attending. No talk sport is covering any fights of Tyson anymore. So when you when you get a living off of someone, you got to be trying. You got to try and be sensible with them and talk facts. And if you talk facts, you, if you talk facts, you can't upset anyone, can you? All right, the man's doing his job. He's talk facts, but when they're not facts and they're your opinion. Well, everyone's got an opinion. And unless you know the facts, what went into it, Usek and Usek's people know the truth. You know, but it is what it is. When you earn a living off someone, you've just got to try and, uh, you've just got to try and be half sensible. But talk sport and Simon Jordan will never have anything to do with Tyson again. And the, and the biggest fight in history is coming up. He's might have done a few hundred interview, a few, a few hundred thousand uh, views on the, uh, some stupidness, what he said, but, you know... <laughs> It is what it is. I'm sure he'll, he's sure he'll do, do something else, but he won't be working with Tyson. Hmm. So that was Shane Fury. This was Frank Warren moments ago. You're not banned. Who says you're banned? I don't know where you get this banned from. You haven't bought the rights. The rights haven't been granted to you for broadcasting the fight. There's nothing to stop anybody from TalkSport coming to the fight and reporting on it. Spencer, are you banned? <laughs> Clearly not. We're not bland, bland. But shame, what bland? Shame was, Who said bland? Bland, bland, sorry. bland. But what Shane was saying there was that he, he was saying, you know, that they've got to know the facts. We do know the facts. The facts are that Simon said, if you are ducking. And that is the big argument here, that, that, that Shane, Tyson and the rest of the family, the rest of the crew out there are saying, Simon said that, you know, he was ducking Usyk. No, he didn't say that. He said if, and that's the word that is missing. That's where the big problem lies here. I guess. I mean, the other facts they probably don't like is Tyson Fury goes on television, tells he's going to pay a million quid to Piers Morgan if he doesn't, if he fights again. Doesn't pay it. Says he's going to fight ten fights. Doesn't do it. So, um, unfortunately, what these guys do is they want to let Feelings trump facts. The facts of the matter are is that most people, most of the time on this platform, including that slivering little lickspittle Gareth Davis, have been incredibly supportive of Tyson Fury. But when and Tyson Fury said to me once, "If I do something wrong, I'm pretty sure Simon Jordan will tell me." So when I tell him that he's done something wrong, he runs away and hides like a child. If he doesn't want to be on this platform, that's fine. I couldn't care less. I'm sure talk sport too, but me personally, I don't care whether we cover Tyson Fury again. If Tyson Fury is not bothered because he's done a deal with the Saudis that he doesn't need to promote this fight through leading broadcasters, then lucky him. Because yeah. most of the time, yeah. they come snivelling, capping hand, wanting an audience of one... That's why Hearn sat in the studio, because he wanted to promote a fight. Mm -hmm. Because they've got an audience of 1.2 million yeah. people. I mean, it's fair to say, Sam, I mean, these things come and go. Um, uh, I've been banned myself on various occasions throughout a career. But the ban is eased and you all go back in in the end. But at the moment, what this tells me is this. Members of the Fury fraternity are, are displaying a, a pretty thin skin. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Finally, we end on my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time, where me and Bentley put together our teams of the 21st century. Well, he did. I just listened. Now, earlier on Twitter, we noticed that the brilliant Adi Oladipo tweeted a team of the 21st century and obviously caused uproar in our office. So we <laughs> thought we'd bring it to the show. This is the team that he was um, posting and commented on. So this is the team of the 21st century. Let me just point out, if you're like Darren Bent, that means from the year 2000 onwards. I don't think it was his team, though. No, it wasn't his team. Oh. He tweeted it. It was from... Uh, Score 90, whatever score 90 is. Uh, Casillas in goal, back four, uh, Marcelo, Maldini, Ramos and Dani Alves. Midfield three of Zidane, Modric and Iniesta. Front three, Ronaldo, Ronaldo and Messi. What do you make of that when you see that? It's decent, but I mean, it wouldn't... It wouldn't it's decent! It wouldn't be my team, but honestly, as you said there, it caused uproar um, in, the, uh, in the office because there's certain players in there for me that I've got to be in there, but it is hard because... I mean, even this team here, you're, you're talking about there are some unbelievable players in there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Okay. But listen, I, I did my team. All right, so go on, you got your team in the 21st century. All right, so Neuer, Manuel Neuer's in goal. Right, so you're not, not going with their... Not Casillas, no, I'm going Neuer. Right back, I've gone with... Now, this is where the, the problems start, because I like I love Danny Alves. Right. I think he's one of the most decorated players ever. Carl Walker. But I've gone Cafu. Oh, you've gone Cafu, Brazilian. Again, yeah. World Cup winning captain. Yeah. Sergio Ramos. Yeah. Cannavaro right because I looked at Maldini and listen he was phenomenal I think he won a Champions League after the year 2000 but I think Cannavaro he won a Ballon d'Or World Cup 2006 I've mm. gone Cannavaro but I love Maldini yeah. left back was the was an issue because right. I've got I had three Marcelo Ashley Cole and Roberto, Roberto Carlos, Carlos. Can't be Roberto Carlos isn't it? and I went with Marcelo over Roberto Carlos yeah I've got Marcelo explain that I just look at Marcelo and Carlos was incredible but I just look at he's, he's what he did at Real Madrid, the, the um, Champions Leagues that he won, the three consecutive of that Ronaldo team. I've just gone for okay. Marcelo. Okay. Iniesta, Zidane, Ronaldinho. Yeah, I thought you put him. Dinho. <laughs> what a player. Love him. Okay. And then up top, they've got Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Messi. Same, exact same. Yeah, you can't, you can't get that wrong, can no. you, really? The, Ronaldinho has to be in there. Yeah, I agree with you. Leaving <laughs> it has line. to be in has there. To. 
Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Austin TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first in the morning. Do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.